0: have this here, but hello, 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 everyone. This is the stirring. Okay. I need you to, if you are on, I need you to share. I need you to like, I need, listen, y'all won't get a word tonight. Okay. We are talking about faith in the wilderness, faith in the wilderness. Let me go ahead and share it. Hey, let me know if you're on, go ahead and drop a, just wave, drop a heart, tell me where you're from, let me know, and then make sure you share it, so y'all, y'all are used to me coming on, and it be reflections, and we just have a conversation, um, but God laid it on my spirit, um, in this season to, um, start a new, uh, I won't say a new show, but start, like, this new series, and it is called The Stirring, and what it is, is basically, like, I'm gonna have, you know, just speakers that come on, and we're gonna stir each other up so that you can be stirred. Um God was just showing me that in this season that the body needs to be stirred. And so tonight we are talking about faith in the wilderness. Um God laid that topic on my heart to talk about um because he showed me that a lot of people are in this place right now where they don't they don't know like am I hearing from God? Like is God speaking what is going on in this season? And so I have two Monica's that are going to come on powerhouses and they're going to share what God laid on their hearts. And we're just going to stir each other up. So listen, if you have a notebook, notebook and pen list, I have my notebook and I have my pen and I'm ready to take notes because I am ready to be stirred. And I see Jasmine is on. Hey, Jasmine, um, be sure to um, go ahead and share. I'll make sure I share on my page. But we are on, and let me get them in. This is going to be an hour long, so make sure that you're on. Make sure that you are commenting. Make sure that you are sharing. And make sure that you are liking. And I'm going to get our speakers on. All righty. Hey. Hello.
1: Y'all I'm so excited for tonight. Oh, my goodness. I hope y'all in the audience, y'all are ready. I hope y'all are ready. I hope y'all are ready because God is about to move.
0: Amen. Amen. And y'all already know Monica. She's been on Reflection. She was on the last season. Um, So she's just back on to just stir us up um, as she gets stirred and everybody gets Mm stirred. Listen, this is what I'm so excited for what God's going to do. But we're talking about faith in the wilderness. Um, Be sure to share. I'm about to share right now be sure to share this um, live. And we are going to go ahead and add the other Monica. <laughs> hey.
2: hey I'm so excited to be here. Um, I was just sharing cause I know it's gonna be amazing. I know God is going to move. It's such an honor to be able to bring the word of God with these amazing ladies. So I'm honored.
0: Yeah, so um, Monica, this, Monica Bealfa's the first time on this platform, but she's not, she's not a stranger. Y'all just, y'all just haven't heard her yet on the platform. Um, but I'm so excited to have you. Um, just thank you for just being on. Um, so we are talking today about, um, faith in the wilderness like you know we we have our own you know seasons that we go through um you know we have our own journeys we have our own testimonies um but you know God did not call us to journey alone and so i believe that we can stir each other up you know and it, that gives us faith to continue on um and so I don't know if y'all are ready to jump right in. I know it's been three minutes. We have some people on. If you are on, go ahead and share. We are talking about faith in the wilderness. Listen, you want your you want your followers to hear this. I'm telling you, you want your followers to hear this. Hi, Jenica. Alrighty. Um, so if you guys are ready, Monica is gonna be our first speaker. And listen, y'all do not feel shy in the comments. If you have something to say, you want to add, you want to say amen, hallelujah you go ahead and, you know, be free to do so. Like we are, we, it's like kind of like a conversation, but we're just stirring each other up. So you got something you want to say, it's going to stir us up. Say it like, this is the platform. Um, listen, and I want to make a disclaimer. We're not preachers. We're not, you know, we didn't get ordained, but listen, God still speaks to us and we can still, you know, give a word and we can still minister um, to each other and stir us up. So do not be shy in the comments. Um, and yeah, so if you are ready, Hey Gabby. We
2: would jump right in. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> Let God take over. All right. So guys, um, my topic is, you know, the package is not always pretty. So, you know, whenever we get a package in the mail, um, it could come busted or messed up, um, you know, with sand or dust in it. But when we opened the package, what we needed was in the package. And so I find that Um, Faith in the wilderness is all about trusting that what God is going to do is what we need, not what we want. It's not that God doesn't love us. It's not that that he doesn't want to take us from glory to glory or the new levels. It's that we have to get what we need. What we need may be pruning. We may need to be delivered from some things. We We may need to be healed from some things. So God has to do those things before he gives us what we want. When you're in the wilderness, don't think God doesn't see me. God doesn't love me. Everyone is doing better than me. Don't compare yourself or your journey to other people. Understand what God is doing is what you need. You need to be developed in that season, in that wilderness. You need to learn how to trust God. You need to learn how to have faith in God. You need to see where your relationship is with God. In the wilderness, he reveals to you where you are. He strengthens you. He gets you prepared, equipped, and encouraged to go and fight the enemy and dismantle his plans. And so I think about Elijah, right? In 1 Kings chapter 17, one through seven, Elijah was sent by God into the wilderness. God told Elijah, prophesied that there's going to be a drought. And so Elijah prophesied this drought and then he has to experience the drought. He was yeah. obeying God. He was listening to God. He, you know, he was serving God. But God still needed him to learn some things. God had to do a need in him. He had to do a change in him. And so, in the wilderness, Elijah began to learn how to depend on God. Elijah, God told Elijah, "There's going to be a brook. You're going to drink from that brook. There's going to be ravens to feed you." What? God, what do you mean? I'm not getting a gourmet meal. There's no AC. I'm out in the wilderness. I did what you told me to do. I prophesied the right thing. And I'm the one out here experiencing the drought with the other people who were disobedient. But God had plans for him because God knew that in that wilderness, in that season that Elijah was in, Elijah was getting ready to get stronger. The supernatural power was going to overtake him. The anointing was going to be heavier. It was going to be stronger on his life. It was preparing him to defeat Jezebel, to defeat Ahab to cut off the heads of those prophets, those false prophets, and to bring back the people to God. And so Elijah, I mean, so God had to do a work in Elijah. Do not despise the work that God is going to do in you in the wilderness. Do not look at everyone else's situation and think that they're better off than you. God is working in you. Yes, he is speaking to you. He spoke to Elijah. He said go to the, and then after he told Elijah to drink from the brook, to go to the woman, I mean, to drink from the brook and to get fed by the ravens, he led Elijah to a widow. And this widow was like, you know, I don't have enough food. I can't feed you. I'm going to take the what I have and me and my son are going to eat it and we're going to die. But guess what? Because Elijah learned to trust God with the raven. He learned to trust God with that package that wasn't pretty, but it was needed. Guess what? He was able to say no. You're going to live. He prophesied and said that the food is not going to run out until the drought ends. So let me tell you, God had prepared Elijah to begin to speak the word of God. He began to speak affirmations. He began to prophesy. And by God using him in the wilderness, by what he was going through, he stirred somebody else. He stirred that widow because then the widow began to have faith and she went and made the meal. So then afterwards, Elijah experiences something else. The woman's son is dying. So The woman's son dies, I mean, dies. And Elijah, uh, the woman is like blaming Elijah. Oh my God, like, did you come here to kill my son? And Elijah's like God. What do I do in this situation? But Elijah stirred up. God is strengthening him. He's in the wilderness. God is pruning him. God is refining him. God is like, trust me. I gave you. I gave you food from the ravens, and the brook dried up, and I led you to the woman, and the food hasn't run out. So the, her son is going to be saved too. So I need you to speak those things that you're learning in the wilderness, because I have not left you. So he began to speak. Oh, bring her, bring his soul back to him, God. Bring his soul back, and his uh, her son began to live again. Those dry bones came alive. Her son was no longer dead. And the woman's faith is now stirred up. Elijah's faith is even stirred up all the more. And so, let me tell you, and then Elijah goes back, right? It's been three years. Elijah's been trusting God. He's been getting clean. He's been bidding. He's been getting healed, delivered, and pruned. And Elijah goes back to Ahab in the three years that happened when Elijah was in the wilderness. And Elijah says, Listen, rain is going to come down. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. He tells the servant to look one time servant didn't see it. He says, look another time the servant didn't see it. He said, look a third time and the, the man said, you know, I see something. I see something. It's rain. Why did Elijah continue to believe? Why did he continue to have faith? It's because he listened to God. He got what he needed in the wilderness. You need to get some faith. You need to have a greater level of faith in God. You need to learn how to trust God. You need to stand on the promises of God. You can't do that if you're comfortable. You can't do that if God is always leaving you in your comfort zone. You have mm-hmm. to come out of that. He has to let you go through the trials go through the wilderness go through the stirring go through the brokenness he has to let you go through isolation he has to let you feel defeated sometimes even though he knows you're not you have to go through these things so your muscle could be built up so you can learn how to wear the armor so you can learn how to put on the word of god pick up your sword and pick up your mantle you have to understand that in the wilderness it is preparation for you to go into the greatness that god has for you and i'm gonna leave you guys with this and so elijah goes to ahab and tell him this. And then with the power, because God prepared him. And with the power that he had, he said, listen here to the false prophets. I want you to call on your God. And then I'm going to call on my God. And when the fire falls, we'll know whose God is real. And so they called on their God. One time he didn't answer. The second time he didn't answer. The third time he didn't answer. But when Elijah called on the real God, the God Almighty, the fire came down and consumed the altar. And how did Elijah learn to call on God like that? He was prepared in the wilderness. You have to be prepared in the wilderness to call on God like that. You can't call on God in your comfort zone. You can't call on God when he gives you exactly what you want all the time. It is in the pruning. It is in the deliverance. It is in the healing that your soul begins to have a greater relationship with God. And you can say, God, I need you to show up right now. And then he's going to move on your behalf because that faith, Is built up in the wilderness. And so Elijah says, you know what? My God came through. I want you to seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them. And Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and executed them there. He fulfilled Mm -hmm. his purpose because he was built up in the wilderness. You're Mm -hmm. built up in the wilderness. You have Mm -hmm. to go through the wilderness. You can't escape it. It's not that God doesn't love you. Stop thinking like that. Start speaking faith. I trust God. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to worship God. I'm gonna let him do what he has to do. I'm gonna let myself feel this. I'm gonna let it burn, but I'm gonna come out healed and I'm gonna come out ready because I'll be sustained in my purpose. If God doesn't do what he needs to do for you in the wilderness, you will not be sustained in your purpose and you'll end up falling down from that high, you'll end up coming down and God will not be able to get the glory from your life. He gets the glory when you don't give up, he gets the glory when you persevere. He gets the glory when he builds up your character. So the package is the long suffering. It's mm. the things that we don't want but we
1: need.
0: Come on. Come on. I see Monica. I see Monica.
1: Come on listen all i know is that we gotta we, everything you said the wilderness is so necessary and we don't want it because it don't look good but everything in it everything that god is calling us to it is so intentional and we fear that word we fear the word intentionality it sounds good on the outside but with the work that is required the discipline that is required we don't want no parts of because discipline requires us to say not just today I'm gonna do it but God I'm gonna hold on to your word every day god I'm gonna trust in you every day god God, I'm gonna seek Your face every day, God. I'm gonna to pray to You every day, no matter what obstacles come my way, God. I know that You are first in my life, and I don't have to worry about what's going on around me. Listen, as I was, oh girl, listen, I'm already stirred. Let's finish this story. Let's finish. listen. I saw this it says. My my title, my subtopic is um, you got to go through the process to get to through the to the promise. You got to go through the process to get to the promise. See, many of us, we want to get to that destination like instantly. We want a transactional God. We want somebody that's going to say, okay, here you go. You got it, daughter. You got it, son. But we don't want to go through no work. Like you said, the wilderness is necessary. That's where God prunes us. That's where God prepares us. And we got to be able to acknowledge that. And we got to be able to accept it. And a lot of us don't want to accept the work that comes with it. Sometimes we go to church and we feel like, okay, I took the altar call and I got where my blessings at. And God is saying, wait a minute, it don't work like that daughter. You don't even know who I am. You don't even know who you've called, who you've been called to be. You don't even know your purpose. You don't even know your assignment. You don't even know what I've got done in your life already. You don't even know how I've already ordered your steps. So God says the wilderness is necessary because that's where you learn that. So Monica, I definitely agree. I'm going to get right into talking about the Israelites. And I'm going to go into the book of Exodus and I'm going to talk about this process, y'all. All right. And we are gonna get all the way to Joshua. And it didn't end there. But I'm going to go to Exodus. And it says that God called Moses. He called Moses to lead the people out of Egypt. First of all, he spoke to Moses from a burning bush. I don't know about y'all, but how many of us will sit there and listen when God says, OK, it's time for you to do this. And you look at. Wait a minute. But who are you like? What, what is this? That don't even make sense. Like what? superficial. God don't operate like we operate. God don't see things the way we see things. God don't have to be typical. He's not a typical God. So what he did was he talked to Moses through a burning bush and Moses had two options. He could have disobeyed and ignored God, or he could have gone and did what he needed to do. And that's exactly what Moses did. And because of that, he initiated the process. Listen to this y'all. He activated the process. Many of us, we don't activate the process because we don't believe in what God is telling us from the beginning. God will tell us that I'm trying to take you to this level. I'm trying to take you to this next height, but we don't even believe it because we're too busy focused on the position that we're in. We're too busy focused on what's going on around us. We're too busy on comparing ourselves to other people. Forget what what other people got going on. They have nothing on your purpose. They have nothing on what God is doing for you in your life. Listen, when Moses was obedient, Exodus 14 and 10, it says, when the Pharaoh came near, the people of Israel looked and saw the Egyptian coming. Let me give you some backstory. All right. They were in Egypt. They were enslaved. They were in bondage. And the Lord said, okay, you know what? The Pharaoh not going to just release them. <laughs> you're not going to just release them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put some things on, on this, on this, on these people here. I'm going to send some plagues. All right. I'm going to send some things that aren't pretty to the point where you think that you're going to have to release my people or you're going to die. And Pharaoh ended up saying, you know what? Take them. You got them. I don't want no parts. I'm sorry.'" You take them. You got them. I'll let them go. Let them go. And what happened was when Moses was leading them out to the Red Sea, why the Red Sea? Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. When Moses was leading them out into the Red Sea, the people started looking back. Wait, wait, they're coming back for us. They're coming for us. Then he just released us. See, Pharaoh said, wait a minute, why I'll release them? listen, they were working for me. Why did I let them go that easily? I'm going back to get them. I don't know about y'all, but some things are coming back to get you. Some things that God delivered you from is coming back to get you. But I'll tell you one thing, don't look back. Don't look back at those people that you left back there. Don't look back at those assignments that you left back there. Don't look back at those things that you left back there. Listen, God says, I need you to move forward. It says right here, it says, They were crying out with fear. They're coming after me. And in verse 15, it says, then the Lord says to Moses, why do you cry to me? (laughs) Tell the people to keep going. You got to keep going. Don't worry about what's coming after you. Don't worry about what you left behind. Keep moving. Keep stepping. Even if it's just a crawl, you better keep going. God wants to activate some things in this process, but he can't do it if you don't move. Whew. He can't do it if you don't move. You got to leave that comfort zone, just like Monica said. Nothing good is going to come out of that comfort zone. God wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think. But if you stay in your comfort zone, you'll never experience it. Watch this. It says, lift up your special stick. He's talking to Moses. He said, and put your hand over the seat. How many of us have has God talked to us and told us to do something supernatural? and We're looking like, wait a minute. That don't make sense. God, it don't add up. You want me to do what? You want me to go speak to this person? But they just cursed me out. God said I don't care I'm telling you to do it because the assignment is bigger than you it's bigger than you. It's bigger than what you see in your, in, your, in your moment right now. God told, he said, divide it. Divide the Red Sea. And guess what? Moses didn't even question it. You know what he did? He lifted and He outstretched his hand. And you know what? It, he was just a vessel. God did all the work. The angels said the angels were there. It went from before them to behind them, protecting them from anything that was coming after them. So they didn't even have to worry about it. Then it says, Verse 22, and the people of Israel went to the sea on dry land. They went on dry land. They weren't even touched. They weren't even touched. Listen, they were fearing the things behind them and in front of them, and they weren't even touched by none of it. Can you imagine that? Just through your obedience, you won't even be touched by the thing that's worrying you. Mm. You won't even be touched by the things that's worrying you just by your obedience. You just got to follow in what God is telling you to do. It says, and they were worried about the Egyptians still, and the Egyptians followed them. All of Pharaoh's horses, war wagons, they were all after them. But watch this in verse 26. <laughs> it says, then the Lord said to Moses, put your hand over the sea. He said, put it back over the sea. I don't know how many of y'all, but just say it in the chat. Put, put, put your hand over the sea. It says, and the waters will flow over the Egyptians and over the war wagons and their horsemen. And in the, in the morning, the Egyptians ran into the wall of water and the sea returned to the way it was before. And it destroyed the Egyptians in the sea. It destroyed the very thing that they were worried about. They destroyed the very thing That they were fearing. I don't know how many of y'all are fearing some things that God is telling you to do. Stop worrying. Stop fearing. Let it go. Fear is not going to take you nowhere. And I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to get to the path because after they were delivered out of Egypt, all right, they were physically free. But let's talk about another barrier that they still had to overcome, kind of like Monica was talking about. The path that was set for the Israelites, Exodus 13 and 17 states when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on a road through the Philistine country. though it was shorter. For God said if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. I don't know about y'all, but how many of y'all want direct access? Guess what? You're not going to always get it. Sometimes God is going to have to give you a detour because he knows that if he gave you the direct access, you wouldn't even appreciate the process. Oh, Jesus. You wouldn't even learn what you needed to learn in order to access the promise. And when you did access the promise, you probably wouldn't even be able to recognize it. So God is saying, I'm going to give you this detour. He said, because first of all, you don't even see if I took you the direct route, you don't even know what I'm saving you from. You don't even know what I'm delivering you from. You don't even know what I'm keeping you from. There's a war that you won't even have to encounter if you just trust in me and if you just trust in me, I've already gone before you. Listen, it says right here, God did not send. This is my, my my word right here that God gave me. God did not send them direct route because he knew that he wanted them to avoid the war because he knew that it would affect their faith. He said, I already know my people. He already know the hearts of our people. He said, I'm not going to give you anything. He said, I'm not going to put more on you than you can bear. <laughs> He said, I'm not going to put more on you than you can bear. And I already see that you're struggling now. That's why I'm sending you through the wilderness. I'm going to take you this deep time. Listen, it's about the process. No, they didn't see the promise yet. No, they probably didn't understand their purpose yet. But that was the reason for the process. That was the reason for the path that God gave them. And then it says, they sent them around. And you know what the Israelites started doing? Complaining, griping. But Lord, you brought me out of Egypt just for this? Just for this? Really? This what you want for me? Come on. How many of us start complaining, don't even realize how God has gone before you and how God is actually going to get you there quicker than you would have gotten there if you would have went the direct route? Mm-hmm. It says God chose that path for a reason. The wilderness was supposed to keep their eyes fixed on Christ. Sometimes if we go the direct route, there's too many distractions. God said, I got to remove the distraction. Everybody said, remove the distraction. You got to remove that relationship. Listen, you're not ready for a relationship if you don't know your own purpose, if you don't know who you are through God. How are you going to be able to invest in a man? How are you going to be able to invest in a woman? God says, I can't send that to you yet. You haven't done what I've called you to do in the now. I don't know how many people, but you need to think about the now. Stop focusing on what happened behind you. Stop focusing on what's going on ahead of you and just focus on the now. What is God calling you to do right now? The Israelites had a simple assignment, trust God. Keep your eyes steadfast on him. Don't worry about what's going on around you. Don't worry about what happened in Egypt. I brought you out of there for a reason. Stop looking back. Stop looking back where you came from. It was there for a reason, you dealt with it, now let's move on. And those gifts and talents that you got, stop worshiping it. Stop worshiping them. The things that you learned in Egypt, stop worshiping that. Use it for my glory. Because the same way that I gave it to you, He can take it away the same way that God gave it to you. He can take it away, but he doesn't want to do that. He wants to get the glory out of everything in your life. He wants to get the glory out of your pain. He wants to get the glory out of your purpose. He wants to get the glory out of your struggle, but all you got to do is keep moving. I don't know how many of y'all today, but I have been feeling this in my spirit for the past few months, and I'm so glad I'm able to get on here and release it because we got to keep moving. Even if it don't make sense, God said, keep going. Keep going, daughter. Keep going, son. Listen, but their lack of faith. This is what gets us, y'all. Our lack of faith. Every time you doubt God, and that don't always look like, oh, he ain't going to do it. But sometimes it just looks like you're not being obedient. God told you to go do something. you just sitting there, mm, not yet. Not yet. I'm getting there. That's disobedience. God is calling you to do something right now in this season. You're going to do it or not. And if you choose not to, just don't be upset when you delay your promise. Because I'm going to get into that next. Huh. It says God knew his people were unprepared and fearful and were not ready to access the promise because of the lack of faith. See, many things have been holding us captive. And those same things that hold us captive, you know what we want to do to it? We want to hold on to them. We don't want to let it go. We don't want God to deliver, for, deliver us from it. And we'll say these prayers, we'll quote these scriptures, but our actions don't match these words. Our actions don't even match it. And that's where the lack of faith comes from. God says, trust me. He said, release it all to me. Cast your cares upon the Lord. He will direct your path. Lean not unto your own understanding. He has already gone before you. But again, you know what the Israelites did? They continued to gripe and complain, you know why? Because they were so focused on the position of where they stood. Listen, there is purpose in your position. But if you focus on the position, you'll never fulfill the purpose. And if you never fulfill the purpose, you'll never access the promise. So this is a process that you got to go through, whether it looks pretty or not. Like Monica said, the package ain't always pretty. But guess what? When you open it up, you're going to get what you need. Forget what you want. What you want ain't right for you. What you need, God will give you. And if you align our desires with the will of God, you will get what you want because it's in accordance to his will. It says God was concerned about the hearts of his people, not the final destination. I don't know who I'm encouraging tonight, but stop worrying about the final destination. The promise ain't going nowhere. The promise ain't going nowhere. The promise ain't going nowhere. It's there for you. God has made it for you. He wants you to access it. But what you don't want to do is have God say, all right, this generation cut. You gotta wait for the next generation. The next generation that's gonna trust me because y'all ain't gonna trust me. Y'all, y'all proven to me that you don't even believe in who I am. You are serving yourself more than me. And watch this, it says, their faith was so weak after all the signs God gave and devastating Egypt. After the plagues, after parting the Red Sea. Listen, they still didn't trust God. And supplying them with food and water they still didn't trust God. They still doubted him and still continue to gripe and complain. How many of us have God just moved? Listen, I'm not supposed to be teaching right now, but there's some things that God did in my life. I couldn't pass that certification test, but God did it in my life. He said, Monica, I called you, I don't care about a test. The promise is there. I called you for this. Your purpose is greater. And to this day, listen, I'm standing in the classroom performing, doing things that I know ain't nobody but God. I am simply the vessel. And the sooner we realize that, the sooner we'll be able to access the promise because the purpose really wait for us. Huh. It's for other people. So if you're trying to be selfish and thinking it's for you, you ain't going to access nothing because it ain't for you. It's bigger than me. Everybody say it's bigger than me. <laughs> it's bigger than me. See, numbers 11 and one says, and the people complained in the hearing of the Lord about their misfortunes. And when the Lord heard it, his anger was kindled and the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some outlying parts of the camp. You know why he had to burn some things up? There's some things that got to be burned up in our lives. There's some ignorance that needs to be burned up in our lives. There's some fear that needs to be burned up in our lives. And sometimes God has to send that very sign to let you know that, listen, I'm in control. I don't know what you're worried about. I don't know what you're fearing. I am the supreme. God is the supreme. He is the supreme ruler. You don't have to worry about nothing. Everything on this earth has no, it's no match for the God that we serve. It is no match for the God that we serve. And we want to remember that the the, the Israelites, they were physically delivered from slavery, but watch out for this. They were still held captive mentally. How many of us are still held captive mentally? God delivered you from that relationship, but you end up in another one the same way because you still held captive mentally. You didn't even learn the lesson from the first time. Even after God went through all of that to deliver you you still trying to do the same thing. You know what they call a fool? A person that does the same thing expecting different results. You can't expect different results if you're not going to shift. It's time to shift. It's time to move. It's time to go forward. It's time to stop worrying about what is going on around you and start focusing on what God has called you to do. You want to be financially blessed? Let me tell you how that comes. Cause God has come to me. You want to be financially blessed? Listen, do what God told you to do. The blog. He told you to start, do it. The book. He told you to write, write it, whatever he told you to do. If he told you to open up your mouth and speak, you better open up your mouth and speak. Listen, the fact that I'm on here today, I'm not going to sit here and let you know that this is not Monica. And this, listen, I'm flesh. This is flesh right here. But baby, you talking to the spirit. God is talking through me. I'm just a vessel. So the sooner you realize that you've died to the flesh, You know what die to the flesh means? Some people are scared of that. Listen, don't be scared. That means you're walking in authority. That means you're walking in power. That means you're walking in dominion. And you don't have to worry about what the flesh looked like. You don't have to worry about the mistakes that you made. Because God has washed clean of that. See, the world won't forgive you for the things that you've gone through. The world won't forgive you for the things that you've done. But God said, I've already cast that away. I'm not worried about how that. I'm not worried about what you did when you were in your teen years. I'm not worried about what you did in college. I'm worried about what you're going to do right now. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do differently? Hmm. Here's something else. God said, I need y'all to go to Canaan. I need y'all to go to Canaan. There's a reason why I need y'all to go to Canaan because guess what? The promises, <laughs> look, 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 look. we're so close to the promise and we don't even realize it. The Israelites were on the brink of the promise for the majority of the time that they were wandering in the wilderness. They didn't even realize it. You know why? Because they was too focused on their position. Some of us too focused on clout. Some of us too focused on followers and likes that you don't even realize that the promise is there, but you too busy focusing on what? Superficial. That does not even matter. It doesn't even matter. A like a follower, somebody saying, congratulations, <laughs> earthly validation, for what? I don't want no earthly validation. I don't care if I post something and get zero likes because I know that I've done what God called me to do. I know that I'm on assignment. I know that everything is greater than the like or, or follow that I could have received. But I tell you one thing: listen, the Lord said, "Don't even worry about what, the, what you're gonna experience when you get there. I know you're gonna have obstacles. That's inevitable. Listen, this process is not gonna be without obstacles. Like Monica said, that's that's what that's what, what proves us. That's what gets us to understand that God is with us. That's what allows us to lean into not onto our own understanding, but to acknowledge God in all our ways. See, these scriptures don't come without a process. So, you know, while some of us can't experience the scripture because we don't want to go through the process, we don't want to go through the pain. But one thing that Pastor T.D. Jake says, he said, we get stuck in the pain and never get to the purpose. We get stuck in the pain and never get to the purpose. I don't know about y'all, but I'm not getting stuck in the pain no more. I don't care what it looks like. I had to get myself this week. I felt anxiety coming over me. And I said, the devil, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. There is nothing too hard for me. I don't care if I'm doing 1,000 things at once. God has equipped me. And I'm going to continue to move in God. I'm going to continue to move in my assignment. I don't care about what's going on around me. God, I know that you got your daughter. I took a minute. And you know what? In those moments, I had to breathe. Let me breathe in. Let me take a minute. Let me go, let it go, Monica. It's okay, Monica. Get in your word, huh? When we get anxious, you know what we want to do? We'll go party, probably go drink. Probably go get around our friends that ain't going to encourage us. That's going to send us the wrong direction. No, get in your word. Listen, I used to fear the word because I couldn't understand it. But when you get in there and you start learning about God and you have a relationship with him too, listen, that that just begins to come full circle. You begin to understand that everything that God is calling you to do. You begin to understand every assignment, every appointment that God has for you. And you will not be delayed any longer because you walk in obedience because you no longer fear. And, you know, some people talk about they want peace. Well, they talk about peace that surpasses all understanding, right? So that means that you're not supposed to understand it. You're not supposed to understand it because God God is bigger than what you could even imagine. So what you got to do is you got to have faith to the point where you have peace and knowing that God is already taking care of it. He's already taking care of it. But let me tell you who didn't think that way. Them spies that went to Canaan, because when they came back, you know what they said? They came back with this report and they said, Ooh, Numbers 13, 26. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community of Kadesh in the desert of Paran. And they reported to them and the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the lamb. Verse 27, they gave Moses this account. We went into the land to what you sent us. And it does flow with milk and honey. So they were able to confirm the promise. They were able to confirm the promise, but watch this. It says, here is the fruit. They even brought it back for the people to see. God is even showing you the fruit. He said, here you go, daughter. You said you couldn't pay rent this month. Here you go, daughter. I got you. I got you. I showed you the fruit. I showed you I'm not going to leave you. I showed you I'm not going to forsake you. But look, watch what they did. The same way they activated something, they pulled it right back. They retracted it. This is what they said. It says, but the people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified and large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalites, like um, the Negev and the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites live in the hill country and the Canaanites live near the sea in the longest. First of all, they was worried about the wrong thing. <laughs> It was worried about the wrong thing. How can you praise God one minute saying, Okay, Lord, here you go. You, you told me that's what it is, but at the same time, uh-uh, they're <laughs> They're more powerful than us. How that's so contradictory. How many of us are contradicting God every time we say one thing out of our mouth, but our actions don't prove to be the same? How many of us are contradicting God every time He tells us to do something will de- be disobedient? That's contradicting God. It says, But Caleb. But Caleb, who many, how many people y'all want to be like Caleb? Let me listen, let's me let listen to Caleb. Verse 30 says, then Caleb silenced the people. Sometimes you just got to hush some people up. They're going to tell you, you can't do it, but you better just hush them up. Listen, I ain't worried about what you got to say. Hush them up. Hush up. It says before Moses had said, we should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. He was confident. He was like, I'm not worried about this. You you didn't see where God brought us from? <laughs> Am I the only one that experienced this? Because I don't care what they, what we saw there. Okay, God is already proved mighty. It says, it says right here. Then it says thirty-three, and they spread among the Israelites a bad report. They kept spreading this amongst the people, and it says, they said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. Why are we comparing the size of the people to what God has told us? God already told you I'm going to deliver you. God already told you I'm going to go before you. God already told you you're already victorious. So why are you worried about what the situation looked like? I don't care what that mountain looks like. I don't care what that Goliath looks like. I don't care. I'm going to go anyway because God already said I'm victorious. God already said that he's already gone before me. And that's the mindset that Caleb had. But look at the rest of those Israelites. Oh, ye of little faith. And you think you could access the promise without the process? Listen, that just proved to God that you didn't learn yet. So, guess what they did? They delayed the promise. And what could have taken them 11 days to access the promise, it now took them 40 years. <clears throat> 40 years. You talk about our parents, and we talk about how broken they are. We talk about how we want to heal generation after generation. Well, guess what? Stop delaying the promise by being fearful. Stop delaying the promise by not trusting God. Listen, there's some general racial curses that I'm hearing God saying that he wants to break off your family, but it starts with you. The same person that's talking and saying that you want different, you want different results, you want therapy, you want healing, you want deliverance, God says it starts with you. He said, I'm trying to bring you out, but what you gonna do to get it? Follow me. Be obedient. I don't want your family suffering anymore. I don't want y'all crying anymore. I don't want you holding on to that trauma anymore. Let it go. Daughter, let it go. I know he hurts you. Let it go. And he's not saying that, forget about it. He's saying, give it to me. Let me hold the weight. Let me carry the burden. You don't have to hold it by yourself. But how many of us keep holding it anyways? Why? Let it go following what God is telling you to do. See, many of us don't have the faith like Caleb. We're more like the spies and the Israelites comparing ourselves to others and putting the problem over the power of God. Putting the problem over the power of God when really the problem that we saw as a problem was really the solution to our issues. If we would have just walked, if we would have just gone like God told us to do, we would have been fine. But we are putting the problem over the power of God. And then lastly, the Israelites became impatient. How do we become impatient with God? Listen, God tells us to do something and we make him wait. But the minute he makes us wait for something, we got the audacity to get upset. How does that work? How does that work? How are you going to become impatient with God when he told you to do something and you chose not to do it? And now you've delayed your own promise. Listen, if I was God, I'd be looking at most of us like, like that whole face, stank looking all. Okay, and there were moments when God got angry with his people, but you know what? His grace is so sufficient. He kept them anyway. He kept providing what they needed. He kept delivering the packages of manna. He kept delivering the packages of quail. He kept delivering the packages of water. He told Moses, he said, speak to the rock and water will flow. And even Moses, he doubted. You know what he did? He tried to strike the rock. Okay, here go the water. And God said, now you done messed up. You did know, delayed your whole promise. But in fact, you have denied yourself of the promise because you weren't even obedient. I don't know about y'all, but I'm not denying myself. I'm not denying myself of the promise. I'm accessing everything that God has for me. I'm accessing everything that God has for me. If he tells me to go, I'm going. I don't care what this process looks like. I don't care how much pain may come out of it. Because guess what? The things that are painful, the wound was already there. God had to expose it. And the exposure did not cause more pain. It didn't cause more pain. The pain was already there. God's trying to heal you. You, you can't even see it because you're too focused on what the, oh the scarring, who is it's still there. Mm. God saying, I'm trying to deliver you from it. Lastly, when they came back with this report, the people were rebelled against God. And guess what they wanted to do? Numbers 14 one says, that night all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud, crying. Y'all over here crying. The Lord's just like, all you have to do is do what I told you to do. And then verse two says, all the Israelites grumbled, against Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly said to them, if only we had died in Egypt. Why are we wanting to die when God is trying to give us eternal life? Why are we trying to die when God is trying to give us the promises? Why are we trying to die when you're literally on the perimeter of the promise? All you gotta do is step. Y'all trying to go back to Egypt where you were slaves? And God's saying the promise is right in front of you? Make it make sense. Make it make sense. It didn't, and that's what God said. You know what y'all want to be? Fa- y'all don't want to be faithful. Y'all don't want to believe in me. Guess what? Well, this this promise ain't for y'all no more. He said, "I promised this to Abraham. I promised it to his his this to descendants. I promised this, but y'all won't access it. Not with y'all's greed. Not with y'all serving other idols. Not with y'all making calves out of the riches and the things that you've got. Listen, forget what you got in front of you. The watches, the 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 diamonds, the hair, the weave, the whatever. Forget all of that. That don't matter. It don't matter. You could, a homeless person, got to use them before they use some of us. God, he will use some of them before he use some of us because they're more humble. God says, I need to humble you. And that's what that wilderness process is all about. Humbling ourselves before the Lord and understanding that it ain't nothing to do with you. You are just the vessel. And then watch this. Huh? Look how they got to the promise. Look how they got to the promise in Joshua and Joshua. Joshua 2.1, it says Joshua sent sent two spies to Jericho. Two. Last time they sent 12. And originally, this was not God's plan. He didn't even want them to send spies, but he said, okay, well, it makes sense. Okay, go ahead and do it. But I, you don't have to. I already told you you're victorious, but if you need to see it, okay, I'll let you go see it. Now, Joseph Joseph said, Joshua said, two spies. I'm going to send two spies. Now, the spies went they didn't have to worry about nothing because they go, they met Rahab, a prostitute. Now, many of us will look at somebody that God sends to us and we'll say, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not going to associate myself with them. Uh uh-uh, uh, they not even, uh uh-uh, uh, they not, I'm too good for that. I'm so good for them, not even knowing that your blessing is in the midst of it, not even knowing that they are already are on your assignment. They are part of your process. But because you're looking down on people because you feel like you're better than you won't even be able to access what God has for you. But those spies, they went into that house anyway. And Rahab was obedient. She was a prostitute, but she served the Lord. She knew her God and she followed and she didn't care about what was going on. They didn't even serve the same God, in Canaan, but she didn't care. She did it anyway. And because of that, God led them back. To the people, those Israelites, and they were going to say, let's go. We ready here. We ready. They scared of us. They scared. They're afraid of us. Let's go. And look how they access the promise of God. They were able to cross the Jordan and they were able to go right to where they were supposed to be. But remember, this was a process. Listen, I got all these papers talking about the process. And you think your life going to be easy. You think that things are going to come to you easy. It ain't going to work that way. You better get ready. Get yourself suited up. You got to get suited up in the world. If not, if you're not suited up in the word, you're going to follow every time. The word is your armor. It is your protection. It is what's going to keep you in times of trouble, but you are not going to be able to access that if you don't know it. If you're only relying on a preacher on Sunday, but you don't want to access the word throughout the week, what's going to keep you? Your flesh? Oh no. So y'all just know that there is a process to get to the promises of God. And on this day, I need you to declare right now in your home, wherever you stand, that you will access the promise through obedience.
0: Hey, okay. okay, are y'all stirred? Listen, if you are in the, you are watching, and you are being stirred, I need you to comment. I am like stirred. Just comment stirred. Simple stirred. Comment stirred. Uh, Yes, Georgie with the, the lit emojis come on. We are stirring up in this season. Okay. Um, as Monica, you were talking and you were talking about that. This is bigger than us and you were um Even mentioning about you know how you know we're talking about generational curses, we're talking about financial breakthrough, and yet we're not willing to go through the process. And I think about even Ezekiel when he was led into the valley, and you know, he saw like the dry bones, and God was just like telling him to prophesy. And sometimes we get so busy in the wilderness, we get so busy in the valley complaining, like the Israelites. We complain, we complain, and yet God placed you there for a reason. You've been praying about you know your these generational curses, you've been praying about financial breakthrough, and yet God God is giving you words to prophesy in that season for that breakthrough. But because you're complaining, you're missing out. We're talking about the process. We're talking about having faith in the wilderness. Somebody says, stirred. Come on, go ahead and comment. Stirred. Yes. Yes. Whoosh. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. As you were saying that, I was like, yes, I'm, I'm hearing this. I'm like, yes. So we, we, we complain, we complain. And it's just like, look, it's with intention. Like you were saying, it's with intention. He intentionally made them go through the wilderness. They could have went an easier route. He said, no, I don't want them to go that way. I need them to go through this way. Brittany says, stirred. Thank you, thank you. Yes, okay, whoosh. Monica took over. Listen, we have both the Monicas on tonight, y'all. Listen, I am stirred. Um... So let me go ahead and it is my t- my turn to get what I got and it's so, I love God so much because we did not like, we didn't we didn't discuss what, you know, who was gonna talk about what. I just said, listen, this is the topic, go before God and hear what God has to say to you concerning this. And I was just asking God, I'm like, God, I, I you know, these things, the what Armonica uh, and then what they brought forth, these were the things that I was hearing from God, but it was today, God really gave me what needed to tie in this whole thing. And that it is discernment is needed in the wilderness. We talk about discernment, right? Discernment is needed, and what does discernment mean? Um, in the Merriam dictionary, it says it is the quality of being able to grasp and comprehend what is obscure, right? What is obscure? Something that is uncertain. So, being able to understand this wilderness, we don't. We're in this wilderness. What do I do here, right? And I, when I think about the wilderness, I you know where this is a being one podcast, and we so we could proclaim ourselves to be followers of Christ. And so when I think about the wilderness, I think about when um, in Matthew's four verse one through eleven, when um, Jesus had just gotten out of his forty days of fasting, and he was led, it said by the Spirit into the wilderness. And I just want to read it right quick in New King James Version. And it says that then Jesus led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, he shall give angels charge over you and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to them, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him alone shall only you shall serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. We are talking about discernment in the wilderness, it is needed in the wilderness. And this is the first point I want to make based off what I just read. Just because you hear a voice in the wilderness does not make it God. Okay, sometimes we become so desperate for something, right? We're talking about, oh man, God, I can't hear you. Oh man, God, I'm in this dry place. Oh man, God, I'm in this wilderness. And we become so desperate for a source. We become so desperate for something. Do not get it confused. A lot of times we, because we heard a voice in the wilderness, we confuse the voice of the enemy for the voice of God, right? And that is being detrimental to our purpose. That is being detrimental to getting to that promise that Monica was talking about. We, we sabotage that process because what? We listen to the wrong voice we confuse the voice of the enemy for God discernment is needed in the wilderness right we must know God his voice and his character so many times you know we're in this season we're like God I can't hear you God I can't hear you but God is like but can you see me right? We get so used to hearing him, but can you see him? That's why it's not just enough to hear what the pastor has to say concerning God. You have to know him for yourself. You need to seek his face for yourself. So that way when you you feel like you can't hear him, you can see him. You know what I mean? And I know that for me, I was like, man, God, what's going on in this season, God? I don't know if I'm hearing you. And he says, Samantha, open up your eyes. Do you see what I'm doing in the lives of your friends? Do you see what I'm doing in your life? Like, open up your eyes and see me. I am still moving. I am still speaking, right? We must, just because we hear a voice in the wilderness, we should not get it confused by God. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus was in the wilderness. He got led into the wilderness. And who was the first voice he heard? Satan, right? And not only that, he was quoting scriptures, right? He was quoting scriptures. So just because it sounds good does not make it God, okay? It says in um, John 10, verse 27, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. Can you imagine if Jesus were to hear Satan's voice? He just come out. He just came out of fasting. You know how ironic. He just came out of fasting. How many of you know we, we come out of fasting? We heard a good word, and we just assume that whatever I hear next, it has to be God. Especially if they're quoting Scripture, right? Imagine if he were to hear 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 Satan telling him, you know, this is what you should do, and etc. This is in the Word of God, and he went and followed him. Where would Jesus? Where would we be? Where, where, where would we be right but he he discerned he had he had discernment in the wilderness he had discernment to know this was not the voice of his father right and not only should we be discerning voices we need to be discerning spirits. We need to be discerning spirits, right? Because the enemy, he's all about games. He's all about tricks. So don't think that you can, you know, have one up on him because you think he's going to come looking all ugly and start, start sounding weird. No, he's going to send the pretty folks. He's going to send the pretty friends. He's going to send the fine man. He's going to send the fine girl right? We need to be discerning spirits in the wilderness. Sometimes we feel like we're in the wilderness in our relationships. God, I don't know, you know, is my husband coming? Is my wife coming? I don't know how to maneuver in this wilderness concerning relationships. And because we think that someone fine comes, you know, comes and it looks like they're rescuing us. Oh, this must be God. No, we must be discerning spirits. We must be discerning voices. Um, and I know it says in um, 1 John 4, verse 1 in the NIV version, it reads Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So I'm here to tell you that it's not just a matter of hearing, you know, Satan, it's not just a matter of certain people coming into your lives, be some pastors, some evangelists, right? Some some apostles, some prophets, they might come to you, but guess what? They're not of God. And uh, listen, I hear you. I see you. Sometimes we get so desperate again in the wilderness. And if we do not have discernment, we perish, right? Because we're looking for someone. We're looking for something that looks like God, but yet it is not God, right? And I'm sorry if you've been led astray by these pastors. I'm sorry if you've been led astray by these prophets, but I'm here to tell you, you must discern the spirits. Okay. not everyone is of God and we become so desperate in the wilderness. We're looking for anything to cling to. We're looking for anything to follow. And we, again, mess up, on um, getting to the process because we followed after the wrong voice. We must be discerning. We must have discernment. Discernment is needed in the wilderness. God was showing me that, you know, so many times we see people, you know, they get into because they were so desperate. They start getting into these new age practices. They start, you know, getting into these crystals and these sage and and, and, you know, following after this practice and doing this because they were looking for something. They were looking for a voice and yet they followed after the wrong thing. And we see people. And we're like, man, why are they tangled up in all this stuff? What happened to them? They were doing good. Why are they all of a sudden looking astray? And what it was is that they were in the wilderness. But what happened is that they followed after the wrong voice. They were not following after the voice of God. They followed after the wrong voice. They heard something. They seen something and thought, okay, I'm so desperate. So they grabbed onto it. And now they're all tangled up. And it says, listen, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So what it was is that they did not know that discernment was needed in the wilderness. So I'm here to tell you today, discernment is needed in the wilderness. You must discern while you're in the wilderness. Monica was talking about the process to the promise, the process to the promise, right? We have to use discernment to navigate this process so we can get to the promise. But if you don't know, you don't know that discernment is needed and you follow after the wrong voice right in, in the Israelites, right? What happened to them? They started um, worshiping idols. They started, they they build up a calf. They started doing all these things. They started what? They had a mindset. They were they were um, following the customs of the Egyptians, and what? They it messed them up, right? It messed them up. And so we need to be guarded. We need to have discernment in this season that we're not following after the customs of this world, but that we're looking to God, that we're hearing God, that we know His voice, that we know His face, that we know His character, so that we don't follow after the wrong thing and. Miss out on his promise for our lives, right? We become it, we, we get far away from the promise because we followed the wrong voice, discernment is needed in the wilderness. And listen, that's that's all I had to say to tie everything that was said today, but everything, take everything that was said today and understand this, discernment is needed. I don't wanna see anybody perishing in this season because they're in the wilderness. Okay, like everybody said tonight, it's, it's with purpose, right? It's with intention, right? But discernment is needed because if you follow after the wrong thing, if you follow after the wrong voice, mm, detrimental, it's detrimental. So we must use discernment. Jasmine's on jasmine says, speak on it. Don't use desperation. Use discernment. Yes, do not get desperate that you just hang cling on to anything in the wilderness. Do not do it. I know sometimes we get thirsty. We're looking for something, but that something could literally kill you, kill your purpose. Do not do it. Do not do it. If you guys have anything to say, listen, I did a quick, I kind of just wrapping up everything that was said tonight was so good. Um, from Monica, from Mon- Monica Theophilus to Monica Tux, talking about, you know, you are built up in the wilderness um, and how Moses activated the process is our obedience, right? It's it's our obedience is activating the process is willing to go through the process, knowing that the process is not there to kill you, but is there to build you up right for the promise. And so do not despise the season of being in the wilderness, because even in the wilderness, there is
1: purpose. Mm. Oh, man, I'm like trembling. Like I really, when I tell you, if you never felt the presence of God, he's in the room, Amen. The virtual room, whatever room you're in, he's in the room, but you have to tap into it. And I'm so glad that this conversation had, because literally we did not discuss this prior to, and, you know, Sam was like, let's do it on Friday. And we were all just like, okay, let's do it. And honestly, for me, I was like, girl, listen, I started showing her my journal. I'm like, Look at my journal, girl. This is what God has been giving me over the past few months. And it's just so good to see. First of all, we talk about the church and Sam has a shirt. And it's not even about the shirt. It's about the message, babe. Listen, the message says. I don't just do church. I am the church kingdom citizen. Listen, if you've been in a church and you've been hurt, church hurt, this is the new church. What you see right now, this is the new church. Just speaking the word of God, this is the new church. So, if you're looking for a building, listen, God is not constrained to four walls. All right. We are the church, but you got to open your mouth. And there's a word in you, too. And the word comes through the same things that you experience in the wilderness. Listen, we wouldn't be able to speak to y'all tonight with the passion that we have if we didn't go through the wilderness. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm still going through it now, but I value the process. I value what I'm going through. I value every obstacle. I value every challenge because I know that it's just stretching me and strengthening me. So that way, when God takes me where I need to go, when I access the promise, now I'm not acting out of fear. Now I'm bold. Now I'm confident. My, my body language is different. (laughs) Listen, I can walk into it differently. So ladies, I listen, I just want to, before we close out, Listen, God has just told me to first of all just know that we gotta be willing to accept the package. Thank you, Monica, for that. We gotta be willing to accept the package no matter what it look like. Okay. Be willing to accept it. When it not comes on your door, you better open that door and get it. When Amazon comes, y'all don't question that package. All right. When FedEx messed up your package, you still want what's inside. So you better go get that package. Secondly, go through the process to get to the promise. Forget how it looked, forget what's going on in the wilderness. Get in that process. Start it. If you haven't started it at all, start it today. If you haven't accepted God, activate it today. Activate and just say, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I acknowledge that you are the one living and true God. And I know that with you, I can do all things. Acknowledge that on today and activate everything that God has for you. And lastly, oh, that discernment that Sam talked about. man is so important i don't know about y'all but i know many times the gps told me to go one way <laughs> and i was like no i ain't going that way because i know this way <laughs> i've been there before <laughs> was the way that i know and god said okay well when you get in that traffic don't be mad <laughs> so y'all listen to the voice of god listen to where he's calling you to go because that the sermon is so important and if you cannot determine the voice of god versus the enemy or the voice of god versus yourself Guess what, you need to get in that word You need to get in that word Because everything that we gave y'all today is biblically based If you don't believe us, go reference it I came from the NIV Go and reference it for yourself Watch this back, I know I am because listen, huh, these ladies right here, they bless my spirit. So I'm going to be right here as soon as this thing posts. <laughs> first of all, I'm going to share it like crazy. So if you haven't shared it yet, please share it. Bless somebody else on your timeline. They looking for it. They're looking for healing. They desperate to help them out. They want to be broken off of them generational curses too. Don't let them fall by the wayside. Don't let them do it. Show them what you need. where they need to go. Help them out a little bit because I'm going to do it. I'm sharing it right now. So y'all, I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much, my Monica. Thank you so much, Samantha. Y'all really have blessed my spirit. God, I thank you. I thank you for allowing me to walk in obedience. I thank you for allowing us to walk in obedience. I thank you for giving this vision to Samantha. I thank you for allowing her to be obedient, even though the timing may not have been allotted to what she had planned. She did it anyway. We're here anyway. And I just pray that your people are blessed, Lord God. God, I thank you for every individual that's in this room watching right now, Lord God. I pray right now for their spirit. I pray for their mind. God, touch and agree right now, Lord God. Touch them, Lord God. You know where they stand, Lord God. You know every single point of their need, Lord God. So I'm praying right now, Lord God, that you would just show them your mighty hand. Show them that if they just stretch their hand out, Lord God, you've already made the provision, and all they gotta do is make the gesture. God, I just pray right now that we begin to walk in boldness in you, Lord God, But that's only gonna come through the process. Lord, let us walk through the process in faith and not fear, Lord God. We know that you can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think or imagine, Lord God. So allow us to believe those very words, Lord God. Every time we take a step, Lord God, I pray that it's moving forward and not backwards, Lord God. I pray that we won't go back to those issues that we had before. I pray that we won't go back to those things that we used to do to try to cope, Lord God. I pray that we seek your face. We seek your authority. We seek your dominion, Lord God, in this walk with you, Lord Jesus. I pray that we begin to understand that it's bigger than us. It's bigger than everything that we could possibly imagine, Lord God. I pray starting right now, we don't have to wait till tomorrow. We don't have to wait till the new year. We don't have to wait to, listen, those vision boards, revise them, Lord God. I pray right now that you begin to speak to us. Anything on that vision board that we made in January, Lord God, that is not of you, Lord God, remove it, Jesus, and replace it with your will, Lord God. I pray that everyone under the sound of our voice, Lord God, right now will say, Lord, let your will be done. And I pray that you expose your will to them, Lord God, so there is no confusion. Lord, God, you did not send confusion, Lord God. You are not a God of confusion. So I'm praying right now that there is clarity brought to your people on tonight, Lord God, so they can activate the promise, so they can accept the package, and so that they can have the discernment that is necessary to access your promises. God, I thank you. We praise and bless your holy name. And y'all, if you don't know how to pray, it turns into a conversation with God, just like it just did. And in Jesus' name I pray, Amen. amen.
0: Amen. 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 Listen, thank you so much. If you are on, go ahead and type in stirred because I have been. St- Third, I don't know about y'all, but I needed that. I needed that, and God just He just orchestrated it so beautifully for it to just to tie in. Thank you so much, Monica, for the prayer. Thank you so much, both Monica's, for coming on and being obedient. But we don't want to hold you. It's only an hour. I pray that you were stirred from this. Um, just just this stirring that just took place. Um, that you were stirred from it, and I see Georgie put. Thank you for this on-time relevant word. We praise God. We give glory back to God. And we just thank you. Y'all stay tuned for another one of these. I don't know when it'll be, but whenever God puts on my spirit, we'll be on here. Um, And thank you. Thank you, Jasmine, for being on and typing third. Jenica is on and she types third. Thank you guys so much. I see it's third, third. Praise God. All right. Mm -hmm. Love you guys so much. And we will see you guys soon. (laughs) Be blessed. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.